This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Money, 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 money. Carrie Ann, we're here, and Jason Hoover is here. Jason, thank you for coming. It's great to see you, brother. Same here. I appreciate it. And I don't know who this guy is in the middle. Who in (laughs) hell invited? uh, What's that thing on your chest there, brother? (laughs) (laughs) This is a balloon. (laughs) The balloon company. That's right. It's a balloon company. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. I saw the balloon company guy uh, standing on a corner selling balloons, and I thought, you know, you might make a good guest. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was making animals out of it. We are starting strong. Hey, we are blessed with Andy Brown in the house from Remax. Yes, welcome, first Andy. choice. Yes, Andy Brown. Known Andy Brown for a long time. Before we get into that, though, and start picking on him anymore, let's talk about our sponsor. Yes, our sponsor, Music City Removal. They're the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal Team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. No, it isn't. But and that unlike, shirt is quite un- cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good. Really. Yeah, I wore that shirt. Not that one particularly, but I wore that brand for 27 years. Andy Brown, you know that. I wow. do. I do. And for all those uh, watching us here, all of our realtor friends and and uh, peers and so forth, I love this guy. I really do. He, he was uh, my broker for years. I think he inspired me to go off and do my own thing. Eventually, no, I'm just kidding, Andy. You, you, uh, but I don't think I don't know if you guys know this or not, Carrie Ann. But he was broker of the year with Remax International about I don't know five six years ago, something like that. Wow, it was four, but I mean four years ago. <laughs> International too. That's amazing. I mean, that's a big deal. That is. I mean, I don't know how many how many offices are in within Remax. Uh, there's 8,800 across the world, 4,600 in the U.S. So wow. Wow. Oh, that's, that's that's quite an accomplishment. That's that yeah. An accomplishment. So we're really really honored to have this guy uh, with us today. He, I remember when he just a knee high to a grasshopper, you know, in the business, and I had to get on him a few times about a few things. But he's really come a long ways, and I'm proud of him. Just very proud of you, brother. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I appreciate being here. Now you're here to share stories about Monty, right? I can if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Just just this depends is a two on where part you series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Absolutely. There's no stories still about to, to share about me. I will I will tell on him though one time. He was. He used to wear these. Um, what are they, it's like alligator shoes. What are they called? Crocs. Crocs. There they are. Crocs. I've never had any before. Okay, I was going down with a cowboy boot, like an alligator cowboy boot, and then he just took me down with the Crocs. With somewhere with different. Like a, with a rubber shoe. Right. Sorry, with some holes in it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and no offense, go. but that's what his dress shoe was at one time in his yeah. life. <laughs> Sound like my husband. It's totally fine. Absolutely. That's awesome. We call them, they're high-end Crocs, so they're just, you know, we just keep rounding them up. It's no, really but uh, 
anyway, I got in this case one time about, because um, he, he's mentoring people, and he's a great mentor. He's really a great mentor. And I said, you know, you can get by with stuff, Andy Brown, because of your knowledge, your expertise, your debonairness and so forth but some of these new agents they're going to emulate you and we, we we probably want to step it up a little bit and now he wears remax on his chest <laughs> so that's where the shoe came into play where you were that's saying earlier i got it i got it Absolutely. you're great all of this until you get to the shoe is what yes. you're saying yes. too funny no. Yeah. It, it is good to have you here andy though and you're you're with a uh, you've got a new company um first choice remax first choice mm-hmm. i know oh, you're growing great. you're growing and uh, we're excited for that, and and uh, it's good to have that uh, your, your smiling face here with us. So what what I wanted to talk the reason I asked Andy to come on with us guys is because because of Andy's tenure in the business, because he's got that perspective of being broker of the year and and having prior managed. I mean, at one time you were managing like two hundred agents, weren't you, or something like that yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty incredible. I mean, that's a lot. Know, Jason can identify. That seems that. overwhelming. I just think of the thirteen people I have to manage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Try two hundred, and of course, you can't tell them what to do, but you're responsible for everything they do. Right, right. The law is set up that way. It's yeah. like they're independent contractors, but you have to manage them and everything they do because everything they do comes back on you and your license. Right. And wow. All of those things. And if your agent does something wrong, then it must be you failing to manage them properly, even though you can't tell them what to do even though you've told them what to do but they didn't do it and guess who they come knocking on their door i don't want to scare you out of this position here jason hoover (laughs) (laughs) as he read things (laughs) as he's thinking holy cow we got 120 agents in this office but exit um, isn't that enough never mind That's a great name for a company. Yeah, yeah, you may right. look into that. Or a sign over a door. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately or unfortunately, I have experience from both. But anyway, I, um, I wanted to talk about, I think all four of us see the real estate market as maybe a challenge, bigger, maybe a more challenging than ever. We've talked about this in bits and pieces before, but I, I'm, as I was sharing with Andy the other day, I was, I'm really concerned about where things are at right now. Um, and I'm, this is not to be a downer whatsoever, but it is to be a cautionary comments, I think, from tenure in the industry of an observation of, okay, what's going on out there? I mean, as an example, Andy, I'd love to hear your perspective as what's it going to take to change the um, current status of a lack of inventory? What's it going to take? Any ideas on that? I mean, people are afraid to put their home on the market, it seems like. Or are we just because it's February and people don't and more people are buying than selling unusually so? Or what, what's the, what's your take on this? Well, I, I think part of it is, you know, it's it's we just came out of an election cycle, you know. So I think there's there's a lot that goes into that that standpoint of a wait and see, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, j- just like one party thought they were going to get reelected and one party thought they were going to get elected and who knows what's going to happen in there. So you got a 50, 50 going into, you know, uh, an election cycle, mm-hmm. which always, you know, um, a lot of people stand on the sidelines, you know, then you've got interest rates that have been, you know, historically low, very historically low. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of refinances that have happened. So people took, you know, that inventory off the market from that standpoint, because they said, Hey, you know, what we've been through all these other things 
do I want to stay here? What do I want to do? I can't go outside. I can't do anything else. I'm just going to refinance my house, make it cheaper for me, stay where I am, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff. We so did that. We did that. We, we did that. We refined. Yeah. So, so that part's there, but, but I think it's, it's, somebody said once I was, I was either listening to a podcast, reading a book. Um, actually I wasn't reading a book. So it was a book on tape or audible or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it was, there's a boogeyman everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those, I think we have to, we have to use our skill set. You know, the fact that we've been in this business doing these things to, to let folks know it's okay to sell your house. You know, now granted, they have to find some place to go. Right. But it's like if we are the professionals that we say we are, let us help you find that. Let's figure out what that is too. Because if we've done it long enough, there's there's skill sets and ways to find other inventory that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many builders have we called? You know, I know builders have inventory or they have inventory backlogs, but they're going to build something, you know, because because I've also heard in this business over 20 plus years, builders mess up everything, Mm -hmm. you know, over time because they develop, develop, develop. And then in a time like this, they get like, oh, let's let's overdevelop. So Mm -hmm. at some point in time that goes back around, Mm -hmm. you know, to that space as well. But I mean, builders are good places to find that. So it's just it's it's telling the better story to the the consumers that it's like look let's open the closet the boogeyman's not there Mm -hmm. you know let's 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 show you the light you know and and show you what we do Mm -hmm. you know be professional a girlfriend of mine she's a broker up in um in hendersonville and she had a memory pop up today and it was from 2013 that shared interest rates are low there's low inventory and she so we were experiencing this back in 2013 she would Mm -hmm. say at this during the same time so it could be the combination of multiple things and an election year you know but you're right i mean why would you and i move if your interest rates two and a quarter you know or two and a half i would figure out a way to brighten it up or yeah you know, i know i know that take out another wall or something jason and i were were telling our team just four or five months ago that look anytime you distract the population from business as usual like you're talking about it being election year it does affect the market there's no question about that i think we expected things to start moving forward things have still kind of been up in the air on the political standpoint but also We've never had, in my experience, we've never had this kind of influx of people from other states states, at the level. But, I mean, Nashville's had, what, 100 people a day coming for years, but... I don't know what the numbers are now. I haven't heard them lately. It's got to be up there. It's got to be way up there. But the the other factor, a huge factor, is a lot of that high percentage i think of those people coming to town have different dollars than what we're we were used to spending here and mm-hmm. they're they're driving the the prices up to a point that i i question whether the local person can afford uh to put their home in the market and buy something else here locally that's part of my conviction is um i think those prices in the past when a hot market happened it was local people overall that were juggling mm-hmm. and they could afford to make the next step because the next step was you know maybe 20,000 30,000 now when we see these giant leaps where a home is selling for a hundred thousand more than what it should have that prices the local person out i mean a lot of people that if they put their home on the market today could not afford to buy their home you know not locally not in, right. not the home next door right. they right. couldn't afford to buy that because things have gone up so quickly so where do we go from here jason where do we go from here man well and, and we were talking about the uh, you know with this inventory um yeah, it, it's right now it's speculation 
And uh, like you were saying about the new builds, you know, I know when we were just talking about uh, Etzel Charles, right. you know, a uh, very respected uh, guy that, um, you know, he does uh, some projections and I'm sure you know him, uh, but uh, he bases most of that, or I think most of it on, you know, he has a whole team of people looking at uh, new builds throughout the, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the States. Uh, but, you know, we had COVID hit that nobody saw coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a it's a trickle effect that, you know, it, it impacts many different industries sure. and businesses. And so, you know, and that caused the issue with the lumber. And, you know, there's so many things that have happened. So with the interest rates being down, refinancing, or even, you know, everybody's at home now, let's uh, remodel the house. And, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I like my house. Right. Yeah, it's like, that's a factor, too. You know, it's like that TV show, Love It or List It Now, mm-hmm. you know, you look, or something like that. Where, Close. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it, we're, we're experiencing a lot of that as well. And then, yes, couple on that it is February, and it is an election, you know, after the election cycle, and it still hasn't really settled down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, and then we, I think we're unique uh, in the sense that we do have a lot of outside people coming in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the country as a whole is experiencing the low inventory, mm-hmm. but to couple that with a lot of buyers coming in to you know, our area, I think is putting you know, even more pressure in what's causing these multiple offers to be so insane, mm-hmm. uh, which is great for the sellers. But like you said, for the, you know, the seller to buy something else, it becomes a problem. Right? It's such a dynamic, you know, when you're on the listing side of things and you're, you're like, you're like a millionaire. And then you get on the buyer side of things and you're like a pauper all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you know, just in one, you know, move because you're, you know, just like what Mindy's going through right now with this unit you just put on the right. market now the phone's just going to be tearing up and you're going to have people upset with you because you don't you know whatever just because it's such a tense and crazy time i mean the last one we put on the market two weeks ago we had 75 showings on a saturday and another 30 i think at the open house <clears throat> we had agents literally calling yelling at us saying i don't like it that you let 75 people and we're saying well, what, what, what we're supposed to do about that you know because they wanted a private one-hour showing. Well, how do you squeeze 75 entities? And in, in, there's not that many hours last time I checked in the day. And h- how do you make that happen and be fair to everybody? You know, it's, so it's crazy. It it's cra- I don't like that either. I think that's what people didn't realize is, look, I don't, I know it seems like it's a good thing for the selling agent, but it, or listing agent rather, but it's not. It's terrible. Yeah. Because when you see the bigger picture, you realize of those 75 people that saw that house, and I forget how many, I think we had 12 or 14, 15 offers over asking price. That means there's 74 families out of home. Right. At an $850,000 price point. Now that, that's, that's concerning. That's insane right, right. there at that's that price concerning. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really concerning. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and I think, I mean, being a lender and that kind of stuff with, with interest rates and that kind of thing, I mean, go back, go back as you were talking before in that, in that 2013 kind of place, mm-hmm. they were low, but they weren't this low. This low too, right. You know, right. on that side. So the buying power and that kind of stuff and the people moving in from outside, right. Very you know, common. bringing different dollars and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that are there. Different glasses too. Yes. You know, they see as a value wasn't what we saw as a value. Well, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've got one literally, you know, that, that, that came in, moved from California, sold a house in California, you know, bought a house in East Nashville um, two years ago, ended up selling that house in East Nashville, making a profit off of that, buying one out in uh, Old Hickory, um, just because it was lower price point, 
thought they could get a good value out of it. We put that one back on the market, and we've been talking for the last probably three months as to pricing. And I mean, this is a market, I mean, I've lived in that market for 20 years, so Mm -hmm. I know it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And he started pushing numbers and he's like, well, what do you think we can get here? I was like, well, we're we're at the top of the market and that kind of stuff. But then I, I listed and sold one two, three doors down that, that went through a similar type of thing with multiple offers and that kind of stuff. And I came back to him and I said, I think we can push that price, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that goes. It's and, like a weekly thing. That's what's concerning. Yeah, yes, you know? yes. I mean, just a matter of a few months ago, it wasn't anything like it is now. Right, How right. far can that go? Well, and here's here's where the balloon comes back into play is because at some point in time, the air is going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, not my balloon, but, right, but right, the balloon right, of sure. the market right. and that right. kind of and stuff. I, and I got to believe we are some sort of a balloon right now. And right. I, and I hate to say those words. I really, truly do. But. Right now, you know, I'm I'm concerned about how how much higher it's. You know, my 37 years of doing this tells me there's got to be a, an adjustment. There has to be for just healthy economy reasons. There's got to be. Well, and and Carrie Ann was talking just a second ago again back to that. You know, 13 2013. If you look at that and go today or last year, that's seven years. And typically it's about a seven year cycle is how things roll and that kind of stuff. Well, we go back probably to what, 08, 09, when Mm -hmm. it started going back up on that cycle. So we're, we're well past a correction. We're 11 years into it anyhow. Yeah. That's what I'm measuring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, isn't, doesn't Etchell Charles reference like 2024 Mm -hmm. is a number that we should all be concerned about? I mean, not to scare us all, but sure. You know, I will, I do say, and I'm, concerned for loan officers and also real estate agents who have been doing quite well over the last, you know, they haven't had to think outside the box. They haven't had to stretch out of their comfort zone. Like just stuff was coming at everybody. And all of a sudden their eyes really haven't been open to how to truly run a business within a business. And now like it doesn't matter if you have 15 buyers, <laughs> like if you can't yeah. find the properties, you're still going to have no paycheck. Right. And are you right. going to survive? Right. You know, I've got one of my top producers, um, excuse me, referral sources who did amazing last year. At the end of the year, she decided to transfer and purchase her own house. And you and I both know what all that takes, right? That's a lot on you and getting kids and family moved, et cetera, et cetera. So she took literally maybe a couple months off. She has all these buyers. She hasn't closed one thing this year. Right. So far, not one paycheck. And there's and a lot of agents in that position right now. The top of the top <laughs> over at uh, Benchmark. You know what I'm saying? And so you just think of of she's doing all the right things, right. but what's going to happen to that person who didn't think two steps ahead, who wasn't prepared? You know, the agents out there and or the loan officers. You know, I'm sitting doing masterminds with marketing and different strategies, and you know, don't be putting everything in one bucket. Be very diversified. You know, be, be thinking outside because your refinances are going to eventually go away, right? Right. right. And then if we don't have any inventory, what are we all going to do? You know, right. so you got to be uh, strategic on all of that for sure. It's a lot to think of. Well, and then you got the, um, you know, let's go back to the agents. Uh, right. Like you're saying, you know, they haven't had to be a business owner. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think, you know, with this and then, of course, you know, there's many other factors that are uh, uh, coming at, the, you know, our business and you know, mm-hmm. affecting how we do business. You know, that is going to be a, a factor for s- some of those agents that are going to have to bow out. 
Well, yeah. like you're saying, like the Zillows of the world are the, the bigger companies that are coming mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we just had to compete with our leak, our local fishermen, right? I always say it doesn't matter how good the fish are biting. If there's too many fishing poles in the water, it's, it's not right. good for the fish and it's not good for the fishermen. But now you got these big trawlers coming through that have billions of dollars worth of marketing power. They're scooping out a big chunk. I don't know what that chunk is, but it's getting more and more significant. Mm-hmm. Open Door, grew, I knew, grew 1,800% the year before covid um, I, I know that Zillow's opening up their own gig, you know, on the, uh, on the co- I don't know how it all is going to work with uh, the person who's got the uh, Zillow account now, but you, you look at Redfin's growth as well. I mean, you know, and when you start seeing the, the dip of the market, you're going to see some of these other entities like Redfin, uh, Redfin is an example, suddenly become more popular as the equity may start shrinking when the market does start going back over that hump again. So, it's going to be an interesting time to see who's standing. Now, from the old stand, guy's standpoint, <clears throat> it's the, the added pressure is always a good thing because we know that a lot of people aren't going to make it. But for my compassionate heart and yours right. of being a broker, sure, for Jason's sure. of being a broker, and we have all have mm-hmm. some babies in the group, mm-hmm. those are the ones I'm most concerned about because there's some really good people that I, I just don't know they're going to make it. I hope they do. I really do. But they're going yep. to they're gonna have to really... The thing that Jason and I were talking about, some of our agents the other day, was <clears throat> at a mastermind group is, look, guys, you've got to develop your mental toughness right now more than ever before because you are going to go through some shit, okay? I, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't say shit on the, on the thing, can I? But anyhow, <laughs> you're going to go through... I'll say there, poop. Bonnie. Okay, I'll say poop. <laughs> you're going to go through some poop, all right? And it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. It's, it could be ugly and you're going to have to continue, you know, with the buy-in from the spouse and so forth, all these additional pressures because you're out there being busy, you're out there showing property, you're out there writing offers. And what do you have to show for it at the end of the day? You know, well, I got to be, I'm doing better at that, but you've got to get some real mental toughness. And that's what I think if we could say anything to our agents out there. Be prepared to win the battle between your ears. Make sure that you're listening to the things, reading the things that you need to do to develop that strength here, okay? Because you've got to have that. Not long ago, we brought into our organization a lady who was in the music career. She, awesome, beautiful uh, woman, who started out in California years ago. She did the band thing for like eight years and then and then decided to go do her own thing, got, got a record deal, was working for four years on getting out there and gonna, you know, had her schedule out. She was gonna be a superstar, okay? She got all the goods. The day that she was scheduled to start her tour and push her new album that she spent four years creating was the day they'd been locked down on COVID. Mm-hmm. The same day, okay? Now, I, I told her though, as I tell anybody in the scenarios, look, the good news is you've already got the muscles developed. Because you're, you're going from one tough industry into another tough industry, but with a lot of similarities, and that is keeping your vision ahead of you, you know, doing the things, uh, always continually doing the things, building your skill level, you know, having a coach, you know, doing the, th- the right things and doing them persistently and consistently because at the end of the day, we have to have this confidence as professionals that tonight, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are sitting at their kitchen, kitchen table and they're making a decision, look, Honey, I didn't know you were pregnant. We're having a, or, or she, you know, I'm, I'm, whatever, you know what I mean? She's saying, you know, let's have Who's a baby and, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to expand our, we need a bigger house or I don't like you anymore. I, I don't want to live with you anymore. I want a smaller house or let's size down. Let's get by the grandkids. I mean, Connie and I were struggling with this this weekend. It's like, we've got seven grandkids and a, and a great grandchild in Florida and we're thinking, well, while the rates are low, 
I reached out to Sean. Mm-hmm. I said, can you just pre-qualify? Because while the rates are low, we need to buy something down there for the future. But I mean, you have all these things still happening around the kitchen table, and you've got to keep that in your sure. forefront of your mind so you win that battle and you don't give up prematurely. Can I hear That's an a amen? Lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Well, it goes back to that belief system on that part. You know, I mean, uh, I think going back to when we first met, you know, I mean, you were were moving, I think, from Florida to Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, working. And, and I just looked at, you know, the, the work ethic, you know, the, the fact that one, I said, I never, never want to work that hard. I never want to drive that far. I never want to do that many appointments and that kind of stuff. But but just the all the sheer all of that's what you did because it was a have to, mm-hmm. you know, it was a have to to get it done and everything there. But that that helped cement that belief system in me and you said between the ears Mm -hmm. you know it was a I think it was at that point I started you know reading and studying and and doing more development of you know the mindset in between because when we're born you know we're born into whatever the lottery is that's there you know Mm -hmm. we didn't pick it we didn't choose it that kind of stuff it's just where we land but at some point in time we get to make decisions that's right we get to decide you know I always said like, you know, I grew up in a small town. Well, I grew up in a small town and the friends that I had were the friends of my parents' friends, the friends that I went to school with, the friends that I went to church with, because that's where you are. That's all you had. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't go anywhere else. Right. When I went to college, I got to choose. Mm-hmm. I got to decide. So it's like, I don't have to be friends with that person over there. Just like I don't have to have that belief system anymore. Mm-hmm. I can reset and retool whatever that is. But again, back to that, I call it I call it the four and it may be five, but it's, it's the marriages, it's the baby. You know, it's the divorces and it's the, unfortunately, the deaths, you know, that are there and that kind of stuff. But but those are the big deciding factors that are out there that those still trigger a home event. Right. You know, all the regardless time. Regardless of COVID, regardless right. of everything else, those, they're still, those things are still happening. Yeah. And, and again, it's about what you said. It's, it's, it's feeling and being in that conversation with those people. You know, I mean, there's folks that have put 10 year careers together that have never been in a downturn that have never had a hard anything that's there on that level but it's the ones that i think that 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 have that you know i I feel for these people i have a heart and that kind of stuff now don't get me wrong i like green pieces of paper with dead presidents on it and that kind of stuff (laughs) you know i mean i don't do this for the charity side you know i do it because we were talking earlier or something my wife gives all our money away so i have to make more to pay all the bills and so she can continue to give things away because she's the charitable side of my family she's the she's the yin to my yang when it comes to she's going to give it away because i just put it in a vault and swim in it or something like that but you know it 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 equalizes that other side but i think you came into the business and showed me that picture because the guy we were working with at the time i think he's the one that probably planted the seed on those those you know dollar bills and that thing over and over and over again but you broaden that perspective to say take care of the people mm-hmm. you know because the people will take care of you that's right you know, at that mm-hmm. point right. time. amen so was that a reference to ducktales um, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. My, my, my favorite character there, Scrooge McDuck. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's going to take hard work to get through any of it. For the folks that made it through 08, 
um, you know, it was hard work sure. just to make between you and me, just to make it through last year was hard, hard work. <laughs> I mean, it, it was not an easy f- from the mortgage standpoint, um, just because of the pure volume coming at you and you don't know how to, you know, handle all of that. Right. And, um, you know, maintaining, you know, everybody, you build these systems and then they break just because of the amount of volume, right? And so you have to work through all that. So there's a lot of growth that comes with these times. And if you can hang on and if you can work through how to really continue to build your business um, from the ground up, because what happened, we talk about what got you there won't get you, no, what got you here won't get you there type of thing. So you have to change your thinking Mm -hmm. automatically, you know, and your strategies. Um, I have some loan officers that would say, well, they're just not working. The agents, you know, just don't have any business. And so they, to me, put all their eggs in that basket. You have to be diverse. So as real estate agents, buyers, listings, builders, you know, and just continue to to think differently. And or if we are being bought out by the out-of-state buyers, then my thought process, if I was a real estate agent, would be focusing on getting more out-of-state buyers. Because if they're the ones currently winning in parentheses, you know, then that would be uh, the way to go. But if I don't, I mean, multiple applications from California. I mean, I yeah. would just, let's just say what it is, California, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're seeing it from a different perspective. I bet you are seeing it. Yeah, it just, and what's interesting is I just helped a gentleman and he's a real estate agent. He's moving here to be a real estate agent, you know, and I was like, you sure you want to do that right now? <laughs> you know, because he felt the, the situation, but, um, you know, and I had to save that deal at the last second. You know, we're seeing a lot of the folks moving here too don't have the finances squared away, or they think they're um, set to go, and they're not really. But the whole thing with no appraisals and I'll pay a hundred thousand dollars over—it's just not realistic. You right. know, I mean, we're kicking people out of doing things the right way. There's an appraisal for a reason. You know, right. there's a loan application for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, from a mortgage standpoint, I was on a call today and they they shared that this will be the biggest, you know, purchase year. And, you know, possibly it will eventually, you know, for, for us and your company's um, predicting this will be the biggest year? No, the the mortgage is predicting. Yeah, you know, the right. meaning the MBA. Okay. National Mortgage Bankers Association. That this will be bigger than last year? Mm-hmm. From a from a purchase standpoint. Huh. Okay. Now, again, they may be looking at it because the refis are gone and the purchase numbers sure. are up. They could mm-hmm. be looking at it that way. But um, it should still be a strong, you know, a strong year for sure. But again, I look at the numbers that we closed today, last year, right? And we tracked more this year than we did last year. But the floodgates opened about April-ish, right. right? I mean, so there might just be some traction that we need to get mm-hmm. going to. But you're right. If Why would you sell if you don't have a place to go? <laughs> And that's our biggest dilemma, I think, right now, is people are saying, I mean, just Connie and I have thought the same thing. We can get more for our money, more for our house. We're going to turn around and hand that over to somebody else if we could find some place to move. Right. Unless you're going out in the country, I think that we're really pushing the parameters around Nashville right now out further out than ever before. I mean, you're going to feel up there in Springfield, you're going to be feeling like you're in downtown Nashville, the way that's stretching. Well, that's you must feel I, it up there. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> when, I, when I first made the move and, and thought about where am I going to be and that kind of stuff, because, you know, my, my last office shut down essentially three, four months ago and that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I, I didn't have a balloon to go to at that point in time. But because... You that, could have chosen your destiny, brother. You know I, that. I, I do. I do. And we had that conversation. I mean, that that was one of those times where, you know, I was at a low and, and you were one of those phone calls. And, and had it not been for 
pure stubbornness or not wanting to learn something new, you know, it's like going out for that side. But being in Springfield, I thought at first, here's a place to land. Here's a place that that's it's small enough I can help grow. It doesn't have a lot of bad habits and that kind of stuff that are in there. And then it goes to you know what can I bring to the table? You know because I, I've been I've been a uh, in the shadows background guy for a lot of times. I mean you you've you've given more accolades on on this podcast than I would ever you know accept or take or wave flags for for myself and that kind of stuff because I've always been in the shadow and I'm good in the shadows. I, I like pushing and propelling other people, which which makes me a good broker because, you know, a lot of agents need that limelight. Right. They need yeah. to be in right. that space and right. that kind of stuff, you know, that's there. But but there's then, only room for one hero in each story, according to um, Donald Miller. Donald, and mm-hmm. I totally believe that. Yeah. And so it makes all three of us really good brokers because we see that we're, uh, we're busy lifting up others. You know, we don't need the accolades. So absolutely. I, I absolutely. Totally. But, but to bring that back around to Springfield, when I drove up there and I finally went because I, I made an agreement to go to a place that I'd never been to, you know, <laughs> so, so because I liked the people and the atmosphere and everything there. But when I drove there, it was like, they have land. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, they, that's where it's headed. They mm-hmm. they have lands that you can develop. Yeah. And then, and then I drove through a. They've part got a of, cool downtown. Too. I brought a, I, I drove through a part of town, and I was like, "Wow, this looks like East Nashville about 15 years right, ago. Right, we could right. rehab some of these right. places and that <laughs> right, kind of stuff." Right. And then they told me the prices, and I was yeah. like, "Really? Holy cow! I can you buy know? three of them now." Exactly. The <laughs> exactly. So you know, I mean, working all of Middle Tennessee and that kind of stuff, and you know, we were road warriors once upon a time, and you know, I, I was taught that that if it didn't have wheels on it, we could sell it, you know, and if it did have wheels, we just detitle it and kick the wheels off yes. of it and make sure it's got a permanent foundation. So right. Confirm that with Carrie Ann. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. 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 But but you know, it's it's yes, Middle Tennessee has become purely Middle Tennessee. It's bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Nashville right. is going to grow and grow and grow until it touches Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. and and Alabama on the on the south side kind mm-hmm. of thing so i mean i'm seeing cities i i don't even know where they are right. <laughs> across my desk you know i know our agents are, are are selling property in towns i've never heard of before and if i haven't heard about it before because of what the, he and i used to do and for the person who used to uh, be on Dam, dave ramsey's show it's like okay that's it i've if that if, if i've not been there it must be way out there absolutely <laughs> so, absolutely so we need to wind this down it's been great having you on the on the uh, thank show you for having yes, me. Absolutely. thank you so much i do actually uh, you know how can people get a hold of you that want to get to want to reach out in case they uh, want to go to the northern hemisphere northern hemisphere Tennessee. <laughs> that's robertson county right it is robertson yeah county. that's where i want to head to robertson county there's some great values area. up there for, for those sure. listening great values absolutely andy at andy brown that's my email address you know it's really really long tried to make it easy it's just my first name last name real estate all crammed together you know, com. There you have and it. For those agents out there looking for a great broker up there in the hem- uh, northern hemisphere, Andy Brown is as good as it gets. Hey, I love that. The record, just I love that. Well, thank Thanks, you again, Andy. and thank you everybody for joining us. Come back next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.